Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, hello, and welcome to this very special episode of You Beauty. I'm your host, Kelly McCarran, and I'm very happy to be in your ears this Saturday. For almost four years now, crazy, right? Four years. We have answered listener questions every single week on the podcast. We are the OG Beauty Podcast, and our glorious community of UBs come to us for help with every beauty conundrum under the sun. Now, while questions around skincare ingredients or makeup trends generally go through different waves of popularity, topics around the mops of hair that sit on top of our noggins are constant. We only need to open our Instagram or email or the U-Beauty Facebook group to see thousands of questions around hair health. Because while beauty is, of course, subjective, it's pretty safe to generalize on hair. The majority of us want shiny, healthy, and hydrated hair. There are not that many of us who want to resemble a pan fried bin chicken with just like a few sad strands. So over the next few months, I'm going to be dropping in your feeds on a Saturday to chat all things healthy hair. And for our first episode, we obviously have to start at the very beginning of what does healthy hair actually look like and how the hell do we get it? Obviously, bleaching, treatments, tools are all things that aren't going to do like not so great things to our hair. But let's be real, we're all going to do it and we will be touching on these things later in the series. But for now, what kind of things should we be looking out for when it comes to hair damage and how can we prevent it? To walk us through, I've invited Rod Sinclair, Professor of Medicine at the University of Melbourne, Principal Dermatologist at Sinclair Dermatology and President of the World Congress of Hair Research Societies to join us today on You Beauty. So welcome, Rodney. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. What is our hair actually made of? So our hair is a protein. Hair has multiple different layers. So there's an innermost layer called the medulla, which is almost like a few air spaces. Then the cortex is made up of these protein fibres that are all like a complex rope that give the hair incredible tensile strength. On the outermost layer of the hair is a little envelope called the cuticle, which sort of seals and protects the inner cortex from the environment. Can you describe what healthy hair looks like? The three things that really make an impression are the shine of the hair, the colour of the hair and the frizz of the hair. The colour, if it's nice and even all along the way, will be associated with a really nice clean look on the hair. The frizz relates to how the hair fibres interact with each other. And so we've all had days where the hair becomes really flyaway, where it gets a lot of static electricity and you've got hairs going in all sorts of directions. I call myself the nutty professor when that happens. <laughs> it happens to all of us. And so when that happens, the hair loses its shine because the shine is related to the way in which light reflects off the hair. And if all the hairs are pointing in the same direction, then the light that comes off the hair is an even reflection like the light coming off a mirror. If your hairs are going in all different directions, the light gets reflected in multiple different directions and so you don't actually get any clear shine. 
And the other thing that contributes to the shine is the health of the cuticle. And if the cuticle is very even and smooth, then that reflects the light evenly and smoothly. If the cuticle's damaged or lifted, it'll start to reflect the light in different directions and so the shine will be lost. What would be someone looking for, is my hair really unhealthy? Is that when there's no shine, it's very frizzy? Is there anything else? Split ends. Hair grows approximately a centimetre a month. The part of the hair that's at the tip might have actually left the scalp four to five years ago if you've got really long hair. And over the course of four to five years, it might have been washed a couple of thousand times, it might have been blow-dried a couple of thousand times, it might have been exposed to sun, seawater, salt. Bleach. Bleach, colouring, all sorts of things that you've done to your hair. And the hair records those injuries one by one and over periods of time they will weaken the hair and if the hair gets weakened beyond its capacity, then it will snap off and you'll get broken ends. What do you see people doing they think is really good for the hair, but it's actually the opposite? One of the things is colouring your hair too frequently. So people whose hair grows quite fast and they get the roots, they'll go back and they'll get a repeat colour every six to eight weeks. If you're just colouring the roots, then it's probably going to be okay. But the problem is when people recolour the entire length of the hair. So people who regularly change the colour of their hair. Other thing that can be a problem is the perm or the permanent wave. Ah. Basically, you've got to break all the disulfide bonds in the hair that give it its intrinsic strength so that the hair becomes floppy and soft like a wet rag. And then you've got to move it into a new position and then you've got to reform the bonds so it stays in that position for a period of time. Now, this is a really sensitive process because if you're in the hairdressing salon, you get the timing wrong, then it'll just snap off. Apart from, say, dyeing or perms, what is the biggest mistake that you see just like your everyday person making with their hair that's causing that irreparable damage? So the other thing is probably blow dryers. Every person you talk to who uses a blow dryer will tell you that their blow dryer's got two or three settings, low heat, medium heat and high heat. But because they're always in a rush, they turn it up to high heat. If you turn it up to high heat, you can actually melt your hair. Now, before you melt it, you can also cause little holes to form in the hair, what we call pores. You can damage the cuticle. You can cause all sorts of holes with the hair. And I think people forget that drying your hair is a little bit like drying your washing. If you put your clothes on the washing line on a hot, still day, they're probably going to dry slower than they would on a warm, windy day. And it's the same on the hairdryer. It's the combination of the temperature and the airflow that dries the hair. And so if you've got a hairdryer with really good airflow, you don't need to turn it up so hot. And if you don't need to turn it up so hot, then you'll dry your hair just as fast but without any of the risks of damaging it. I was thinking about this the other day that they used to, and in some stances they still do, brands will actually use like, oh, it goes up to so-and-so degrees as a selling point. As soon as you get above 95 degrees, you start to get damage to the outer surface of the cuticle. You damage the cuticle, you're going to lose your shine and you're going to start to get frizz. Talk to us about scalp health. What does a healthy scalp look like? Because obviously that's really important too. The things that most people would be aware of in their scalp as unhealthy is itch and dandruff. Your scalp's got to be pretty unhealthy before you're starting to get a lot of dandruff. And so you can actually have inflammation in your scalp well before you get the itch and the dandruff. But if you've got the itch and dandruff, it's already quite unhealthy. And you probably want to be starting to think about using medicated shampoos just to sort of get it back under control. But lower levels of inflammation, just where you might get very mild dandruff or a little bit of itch, 
that can still be associated with inflammation that affects the way in which the hairs grow under the skin. And so if your scalp is unhealthy, then you'll also have poor hair growth and you might start to get a little bit of thinning in the volume of the hair. So you've mentioned thinning. Is there anything that people can do about thinning hair or hair loss? There's lots of things that you can do if you're losing your hair. So most women will become aware that they're losing their hair if when they bundle their hair back in a ponytail and grab the base of the ponytail, that ponytail's getting thinner and thinner from year to year. The other thing is that there are visual scales to tell women how much hair it's normal to shed each day and how much is excessive. There's some of those um, shedding scales available in, in medical textbooks. I think there's some on our website at Sinclair Dermatology if people want to have a look at it. The other way that you can tell if you're losing hair is if when you part your hair in the midline, that part is just getting wider and wider. So the two sides of the part aren't touching each other anymore. You have a gap of bald skin in between the part line. And if you are losing your hair, there are things that you can get from the hairdresser. So Kerastars makes some products that you can get from your hairdresser that will help grow hair. You can go to the pharmacy and you can get some Regain. That will help grow hair. Or you can go to the dermatologist. And we have a whole host of treatments that actually do grow hair. So at the end of every episode in this series, we're going to ask our guests to give us three easy at-home tips for maintaining healthy hair. So what are yours? The first is I think you should wash your hair at least once a fortnight, probably once a week as a minimum. It's okay to use the dry shampoo periodically. If your hair is very greasy, it absorbs the grease, but you still need to wash it with a shampoo once a week or once a fortnight just to give yourself a healthy scalp. And similarly, if you want to wash it more often, if your hair is really oily, it is okay to wash it more often. The second thing is that you should condition the ends of your hair. The third thing is that after you've washed your hair, it is okay to blow dry it, but get a good quality dryer. And I think the Dysons are absolutely excellent. And the qualities that you want in your hair dryer are high, good quality airflow. You don't want turbulence in the airflow and you want low to medium heat. It is okay to color your hair. It is okay to straighten your hair. It is okay to perm your hair. But if you're doing the straightening, get some heat protector and apply that before you do your straightening. We all use our hair to express our personality. And the more you want to use your hair to express your personality, the more careful you've got to be with conditioners and good quality hair dryers so that you can control the injury you inflict upon your hair and make sure that for every time you injure your hair, you want to get some value in terms of expression and personality. Yes. Don't injure your hair accidentally or unintentionally. That's a really great tip. Make sure it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get value. Oh Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rodney. You've been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's Saturday bonus episode. I learned a lot. I hope you did too. And I will be dropping in like this for the next couple of months. So make sure you keep your eyes and ears peeled for when the episodes come out. If you love today's episode, please pop a little review in. Give us a good rating wherever you listen to your podcast. We would very much so appreciate it. This podcast was made by Mamma Mia. And if you want to support women's media, we would love it if you became a Mamma Mia subscriber. There is a link in our show notes. This episode was produced by Michaela Floriano. And I'll be back in your ears on Monday for our regular programming with Q&As. Bye.